Hello, everyone, and welcome to Overtime. This is Dribble's official podcast. I'm Dan Cederholm, your host, and this is episode 20 with Alice Lee. Alice is an independent San Francisco-based illustrator and designer who loves drawing and telling clever stories. Uh, she's also part of a studio of artists called the 1099 Group. Uh, before being an independent, she was at Dropbox uh, as the second illustrator on the team there. Uh, and we have an interesting chat about her path uh, starting as a product designer, really, and then going into illustration and approaching illustration from that, uh, from that type of angle. So it's a really great episode. Hope you enjoy it. Please rate and or review us on iTunes. And uh, hope, you, uh, hope you enjoy this episode. This week's episode is, again, brought to you by FreshBooks. Many of you out there are, are likely self-employed uh, people or small business owners, and, uh, and maybe you're working in a new job that, that you couldn't have imagined just a few years ago. Uh, this is where FreshBooks comes in. They make ridiculously easy accounting software that's completely transformed how those self-employed professionals and small business owners deal with their day-to-day paperwork. It's been redesigned from the ground up packed full of ridiculously easy to use and powerful features, including create and send professional looking invoices in less than 30 seconds, set up online payments with just a couple of clicks and get paid up to four days faster. See when your client has seen your invoice and put an end to the guessing games. FreshBooks is offering a 30 day unrestricted free trial to our listeners to claim it. Just go to freshbooks.com overtime and enter overtime in the how did you hear about us section. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash overtime and find the how did you hear about us section. Thanks very, very much to FreshBooks for the ongoing support here at Overtime. And now let's get on to our chat with Alice Lee. All right, welcome to Overtime, Alice Lee. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, you know, you've been on Dribble a long time. Uh, we 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 discovered we we just did a little uh, backstory research there before the before we started recording. Um, how, yeah, tell 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 uh, tell us about how you got on Dribble and when that was and all that. Yeah, so uh, I was still a college student and I was just getting into design, so I didn't really know anyone in the design community. Um, I was in business school. So, you know, there was like no one around me who I could really ask for a dribble invite, um, or even like be friends with at at the very least. So um, I asked my engineering friends, uh, if they like somehow knew of anyone. And my friend Alexei, his company at the time was advertising on dribble. So Uh. he asked you via email if you would invite me. So actually, you were the one who invited me to Dribbble like, uh, back in 2008. <laughs> so thank you. Which, uh, well, thank you for accepting it. I think, like I said before, like I think you, you certainly would have been on Dribbble regardless. But, but um, that's really, was really cool. And I think that was really early on in the site, like when it first started. And, and we were selling our own advertising. Uh, so either Rich and I were were fielding the emails from from advertisers so it was your friend that we were talking to and yeah um that's so cool and and uh and then more serendipity there with with uh you know us working with dropbox on some events and i know you were at dropbox at the time which we had a lot of 
of fun events with them. And, and, uh, you know, we interviewed Ryan Putnam, um, just a couple weeks ago and, and we talked a little bit about this, but like their embracing of illustration as a, yeah, as a core part of their, right. Their, their design. And you were a big part of that too. So yeah. which is really, which is really, really cool. Um, and, and Ryan, uh, and, Ryan and I yeah. are studio mates now. Yeah. So, t- so in, in, you have a little, a little name 1099 group. Is that right? Yes, it is the name of, um, it is just like the name that we gave to our, like shared studio. Yeah. Which is great. I love the name. It's just, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, it's the form that, um, freelancers have to fill out for tax purposes. Yeah. The dreaded, the dreaded 1099. Yeah. They're not that bad. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. If you're, if you're having to deal yeah. with those, it's, yeah. it's, it means a good, it means good things. Uh, and so you, so you share a studio, you know, with, uh, with a couple other folks in San Francisco. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. Our studios in the mission. Um, it's four of us. It's me, Ryan, uh, Hannah Swan and Amy Weeblo. And we're all like makers and artists of some type. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Do you think, um, cause I, I work from home and I have for a while and I've also worked in an office and sort of done that Yeah. right now in my life. Like working at home is good for distraction reasons, but I do miss that collaboration i almost wonder if it's and and tell me if this is right but like is it easier to work in physically in an office with somebody that's that's not working on the thing that you're Mm. working on Uh, where you're just sort of yeah like co-working like you're just picking up the vibe of (laughs) yeah of uh or not i don't know Uh, yeah that's a good question uh I don't know. I guess they all work for different people. Um, yeah. For me, I think I'm a balance between um, I like to be really hands-on when I'm collaborating with someone, but then when I'm in maker mode, it's easier for me to be just like on my own. Like, yeah. let me just like do this for like an hour and then come back or something. Right. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So it, it is nice to have a studio where uh, you can kind of be in your own zone. But I, I also like working from home too. I I really enjoy the solitary. So yeah, no, that's that's cool. Yeah, I, I it, you're right. It is it is a balance. Like I think it's I think creative people in general like both of those things, right? They're important alone time and social time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's easy um, when you're really into a project to just just like do that, and then eight yeah. hours later you're like, oh my god, I haven't talked to anyone like socially yeah. for like the whole day, you know? So in that sense, it is nice to like be, be in a setup where you're naturally just around other people. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and I, even I'll just get out to go to a coffee shop just to be around other people. Sometimes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and, and it's kind of like co-working, but um, they might not be doing creative stuff, but uh, I pretend they are. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like about podcasts and uh, like live streams. Is mm-hmm. you, it definitely feels like you're somewhat co-working with the other person, even though it's like a one-way communication. Oh, interesting. Like, so list, like listening to podcasts while you're working. Yeah. It almost yeah. feels like, you know, there's just people chatting next to me and I'm like oh. part of their conversation kind of, but I'm still doing yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I haven't tried that really. Cause I, I've always thought that I'd be, I'd be distracted, but you're right. I mean, when you're, when you're in an office or even a coffee shop or whatever, 
there is a lot of distraction going on, but it's not, it doesn't feel like distraction at the time. So yeah, I guess if it's the, like the voluntary, then it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, and then the great thing is you can pick up and go if you need to. Yeah. Uh, independent. So you're, you're independent then you're working on your own. Yeah. With indie. clients, different clients. And in, yeah. Yeah. On your own. Yeah. I'm indie, um, indie life. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting that you said um, freelance and then independent, um, because I think uh, there's like a lot of different terms that we can use to describe ourselves. Like I know people yeah. who have um, like a studio name and that's kind of how they're branded, even though uh, it might be um, just like a one person studio versus being known as like their name, comma, freelance or independent right. designer. Right. So that's kind of interesting yep. to me. Yeah, it is. So you you go you go by your name though, Alice. Yeah, for now I'm Alice, an independent illustrator. Um, but who knows? I mean, I I think there's like uh, pros and cons to like both types of presentations. So yeah, part of yeah. it's also just your personality, maybe, and like how you like to work. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I uh, when when I when I was doing freelancing, it was under Simple Bits, which is <laughs> it's like my fictitious company in a way um yeah and never and it wasn't necessarily intentional it's sort of like that was the url i had forever but um oh that's what you're cool. yeah yeah but you're right like there is a there is a difference and one of the things i loved about the web like the web or building a business on the web is that you can make yourself look like like you know something much much bigger and maybe better than than you actually are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so I I always I always have uh, massive props to folks like yourself that that are are literally like this is me and this is my work and 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 uh, this is this is who you can hire. You know. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool to have a like a moniker. You know, it's like mysterious. <laughs> who, who is this it person? Is. Yeah. Right. How many people work there? Yeah. What exactly are they, are they up to? <laughs> right. Where, where do they live? And <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, um, yeah, it, it's, it, I guess there's pros and cons to that. So, so you're, yeah, you're working independently now and, and, um, and let's, let's jump into some projects cause you're doing a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. And, and one of which I think the latest, well, let's start with the latest one that, that I see on dribble here. And that's, um, uh, some stuff for Slack. So like the Slack fund. Oh for yeah. 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 Which, which you have, and, and we'll have all these links in the, in the show notes, but you, your portfolio uh, from your website, you know, the, the description of this project is, is super well done and detailed and it's, everyone needs to check it out. Um, Thanks. Cause it was, it was really interesting to hear about the process and, and, and specifically like I, I was kind of blown away by the, um, the architecture, uh, the architecture uh, inspiration you had for like the, the the buildings and the seascape. So anyway, tell us about yeah, tell us about this one, how it yeah. came to be. Um, this was a, pr- a pretty fun project um, that I did for the Slack Fund, which is um, like an investment fund that uh, the Slack platform team had set up for developers um, who were building on top of their API. And it was a pretty, um, like, it was a pretty fluid and, like, quick project. Um, and in that sense, uh, I felt like I could, um, like, imbue a lot of uh, meaning into the, like, graphics that we made. So 
we ended up coming up with this concept of building blocks um, because that was like an interesting metaphor for the API and the types of apps that can be built on top of a platform. Um, and like these building blocks, they all like come together and then they form this like larger ecosystem that's like supporting each other, uh, kind of like in the way that, you know, um, a really like metropolitan area might have like construction going on and the city's like constantly growing. So yeah, right, right. Yeah. So I just, um, got a lot of inspiration from, uh, these like architecture movements that, um, I've just like been a fan of anyway. Um, and that also helped inform just like how I laid it out and uh, like did my illustrations themselves. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's so cool because you, you kind of go into the, I'm not going to pronounce this, the Japanese metabolist movement, right? Yeah, um, yeah, the capsule uh, yeah. tower. Yeah, it's, yeah. Really, it's pretty wicked. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've never seen, I've never, I've never come across this before, but also like the photos that you put in there, it's fascinating. Um, yeah pretty cool now i want to go and, to japan yeah right i mean this is crazy i i went once a long time ago to tokyo but i don't remember seeing the the uh this this particular style but um i, I just love how you 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 sort of you took that inspiration you you condensed it down into something very simple uh it is sort of like modular system that that you could put together um thanks which, yeah which was which is really cool um and this is for Slack, which obviously is, I mean, it's a super popular tool. We use it at Dribble. That's kind of how we work. How, how, how was, how were they to work with as a, as a client and how did you, how did you get to work with them actually? Yeah. Um, so I've been working with them in different capacities, um, since, uh, 2015. So they just reached out to me, um, Wait, actually, I think they reached out to me through Dribble. Um, Whoa! Yeah, okay, that w- that wasn't planned, folks. That yeah, was not planted. Just just uh, remembering re- it. Yeah, <laughs> it was um, it was pretty it random. Um, That's great. That's great. Yeah, I hadn't really posted on Dribble in like a year at that point, but I guess somehow they found my profile and they reached out to me, um, and we just set up like a basic like contract agreement, and um, I've been lucky enough to work with them um over the last like two-ish years um, oh wow cool on a lot of cool stuff yeah um ranging from uh like internal stuff events um to like more product and like marketing oriented um projects and uh i found that this project was really cool just because um the designers that i worked with uh were like really receptive to the types of ideas that i was throwing out i don't know i just i just feel like they're like a pretty good client in terms of you know providing like good and like clear art direction but also being like extremely collaborative and uh mm. like really mm. um just really like excited about stuff like um yeah. i have specific memories of like sending over sketches like hey you know we could try this like kind of weird thing i don't know what do you think about it and then um the other person's like yeah oh my god awesome you know that's like the best, uh, such like a, such an energy, um, yeah, you know, to collaborate with. So yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah. That's, uh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, super helpful when, when the other side is, uh, is receptive and excited and, and not just like, yeah, okay, that works. 
Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like, you, yeah. you need to get that. You need to get that feedback. Get um, excited. Yeah. And so that's interesting because you, so you've been sort of on contract with them for a couple of years, right? So, um, is that how, in terms of your other clients, is, is that atypical or, um, are they usually short, short projects and, and then it's over or? Yeah, I think, I think it's like a mix. Um, most of my projects are either, um, building out illustration systems. So illustration, the illustration voice, developing the style and like mm. what the illustration brand is like, yeah. and then, yep. um, building out the system, the the rest of the entire set based off of that, that initial like, yeah. uh, guideline. And, th- and then the other type of project that I also tend to do is like smaller one-off projects where maybe they already have um, like an existing house illustration style or um, they just are happy to let me like run with it with my personal style. So Ah. um, when it comes to the first type, those tend to be longer running engagements um, just because there's more, um, you know, there's more to like building out the, the system over time and evolving it and stuff like that. Um, but then I also really like the fast turnaround type of projects, like editorial projects, newspapers, magazines. Those are, those are like so fast. Um, yeah, yeah. it's like, can you finish this by the end of the week? It's like, okay, sure. And that must be, those must be nice to kind of compliment the other ones. It's interesting because you, you were saying, uh, talking about talking about illustration systems, like building a system and then. Yeah. Fleshing that out for the rest of the product. It almost sounds like to me, it's like the same as. Well, not the same, but it's like it, it mirrors um, web development or or web design yeah. in, in terms of like, you know, coming up with a system yeah, totally. first and then which is really cool in, in the realm of illustration. Is that something that that you've just sort of developed over time or consciously went for or maybe clients? Yeah. Well, you know, had that in place or. Yeah. Curious. Um, my first, uh, like the first, my first encounter with this, um, was when I worked at Dropbox and, um, I sort of became an illustrator on accident. Um, there, I was actually a product designer before. So, um, when I, uh, started on illustration projects there, um, like that was a big question was like, where's our like style going? Like how, how do we want to continue drawing? in this like Dropbox universe, um, especially as we continue to add other illustrators to the team. Like, is this really, is this direction scalable or is like this direction better suited? And from there, um, that was like my first experience in thinking about an illustration system and how that could be expanded. And um, also the, like the detriment of not having a uh, like intentional direction that we're trying to go in. Yeah. Um, cause that's like a really big part of your brand is like the, the visuals, um, and like the Absolutely. graphic language that, yeah, yeah. 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 So it just kind of naturally continued, um, when I went freelance. Yeah. Just cause like, I think especially when working with tech companies, um, people probably want to have like a very like forward think like future proofed, uh, like solution to things. They don't want to just Definitely. be like. Hey, you like make this random thing and then like make right. it some other slightly different way tomorrow. And then like it becomes this like massive thing that nobody really understands. Right, right, right. And then yeah. like it, it also it, it provides like a team atmosphere to create 
the stuff, right? Instead of just relying on one person because that's their style. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it becomes um, easier to collaborate. Yeah, and also um, I think it makes it a lot easier to um, evaluate illustrations and measure, you know, how successful they are. Because mm. I think when it comes to really visual um, products like illustration or even like graphic design, it's easy to have a very like hand wavy approach to measuring how successful they are. Like, Oh, it doesn't feel good. Or like, Oh, it yeah, does feel good. Like totally. I just, I just happen to it's like the very, color blue. Yeah. <laughs> it's very personal. Yeah. Right? And yeah. by creating a system around it and like a set of values that you're using as a benchmark um, to like evaluate these things, you can then almost treat it as, uh, analytically as you know you would any other piece of your product whether it's like wow. engineering or uh the design this is this is gold people listen oh cool yeah this is, this is uh this is important stuff um because it's true like there there's so much of visual stuff that we're creating is is personal and uh it's easy to be like eh, i don't really like that I've never been a fan of green or so, you know, like, yeah. Or like, uh, why? Like, yeah. or like, well, yeah. what does that mean? Like, right. Oh, okay. So it's not like professional or like refined enough. Like that's what you mean. Yeah. And then like, yeah, let's go back and like, then use that feedback, which is more precise. It's more precise. Exactly. So the system, I would think, um, provides like a better framework for, for critique. Right. And, and yeah, totally. And feedback. That's, that's key. Wow. That's, that's huge. Um, and so another project that you that you worked on uh, was with WordPress, right? Yeah. And, and this one's interesting. Uh, I hope you can share with us the sort of what how this came to be, and uh, because the topic's really really important. And this one's so this shot I'm looking at is is O uh, one WordPress characters and inclusion um, from back in May. Um, yeah, tell us about working with with WordPress then, and, and this this particular project. Yeah. Um, well, working with them is pretty cool. Um, it's another one of those like full circle serendipity type of things where I used WordPress like every day in high school. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like a teenage girl blogger, like capital T, capital G, capital B. Like I was like intense about it. Um, yeah. And, uh, it was like my favorite like website. I mean, I'm, I'm sure like a lot of teens have their internet thing. So like that was just my internet thing. And it was really cool to work with them, you know, like 10 years later um, to help uh, codify, build out and codify their illustration um, brand system. Um, mm -hmm. Just because they had, hadn't really uh, solidified all of the illustrations like across the board. Yeah. And they wanted to elevate the you know, just take what they had and kind of apply like a more intentional direction to it and develop it out a little bit. So that was like the first part of the project. And then a really big value of theirs is, you know, making sure that like, it's clear that, you know, this is a very inclusive product. So, and I think that's like also really relevant because yeah. um, WordPress is used by so many people. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, like the most... I can't remember the stat, but it's like, you know, a certain percentage of all websites are powered by WordPress. I think it's been their marketing now. So yeah, like 30, it's something crazy. I don't want to get it wrong, but I, I know it's like really shocking. 
Yeah. Uh, many people. Yeah. yeah. Many people. Yeah. yeah. We'll just say a lot. A good um, number. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, and of course, that's a lot of, that means people from all over the globe of all different, you know, yeah, ages, uh, backgrounds and ages. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, you can have like teenage girls learning like CSS on their personal blogs. You can have like small <laughs> businesses. Um, so, yeah, making sure that we created um, an illustration direction that was really inclusive to all of those things, um, th and that like manifests in so many ways. So, like uh, the direction that we came up with was very like character driven. So, even making sure like the style allows for a wide variety of like body types, um, mm. skin tones that's like worked into it. It's not just like assumed everyone is like kind of like a default color um, right. and like environments, making sure that like a lot of environments are represented, not just um, like a metropolitan coffee shop, laptop world, um, <laughs> but also like someone's right. living room or like, you know, um, yeah, yeah, so kitchen kitchen table or Yeah, kitchen tables. Right. Um yeah. like a makeshift office, uh right. like kind of on the go. So yeah, the, all of those all of those pieces just went into um informing like or at least contributing to that value. So it was a pretty um it was a pretty rewarding project. That's that's like something that I care about just personally anyway and like always push forward on my projects, but it was cool mm. because they like really cared about it. And um, I remember in the middle of our project, um, John Maeda was, uh, had just gone back from or was doing like field visits where he was interviewing actual users and like doing user studies. So it was really useful to combine that data with then how we could take oh, the project. Yeah. 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 How you're, accurately portraying the the user base yeah. yeah like he did a bunch of interviews with people and like shared those uh videos with us and then that was like really helpful because mm. um then i got to kind of better understand like who who some of the audience was that i might not like run into in my personal life yeah so did did the did his, the, his findings his data inform you know the illustrations at all or yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it made me be more aware of my personal bias um, biases, yeah. um, just because I had already been incorporating stuff like making sure different body types and ages and like, um, you know, skin tones were represented. But mm -hmm. I, my one of my blind spots was like it, making sure that people from different uh, like social economic backgrounds and like situations. Yeah. So he did a lot of interviews with like mom and pop shops and like that was pretty uh eye-opening for me because then mm. because i never thought of wordpress as like a website where um you know you're really trying to like launch a business like this is like your livelihood yeah. and like it's gonna help you and your family right. you know and, and it's not a tech business it's like an it's yeah. like an actual brick and mortar business right yeah and but, also yeah. you might not be the most technically savvy person you're not like right right you might not be like um someone who's like on their computer all the time, you know, who like right. knows this stuff. So making yeah. sure that it's like um, accessible in that way and like not filled with like overly filled with like technical jargon. Wow. Yeah. No, this is cool. Cause I, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like 
it's one thing to to be mindful of inclusion from a you know like you said like a skin color and, and gender and all that stuff uh but also that's another whole other dimension like the socioeconomic angle is a, is a whole nother sort of eye-opening <laughs> like these are the these are the people that are using you know the web and and uh let's make sure they're represented um yeah so my, yeah my hat's off to you for for making that a priority and in, in the illustration because i think it's you know often it's not right um i think totally. you mentioned you mentioned in the shot like you know uh, oftentimes it's it's a, a dude off in white <laughs> sitting at a computer, a nice cup of coffee nearby in a shiny workspace. Um, and, the, and then that's like, it's a shame if that's like the picture that we all, not that we all like picture that people have in their mind of someone that uses a product of some kind. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah. when I was uh, like in high school and just starting off, <clears throat> um, on WordPress, like I always felt like it was a really like safe space for me and my friends to just like blog and like talk about our days and like mess around with our blog layouts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, I would like never want my work to like unintentionally make someone feel unwelcome, you know, or like mm. this, this just probably isn't for me. Like I would never want that right. feeling. So right, right, right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, we, we, we strive for that at dribble too, in terms of, making it a a happy place for everyone and inclusive and um and that's not easy too in terms of well in terms of a community management aspect it can be challenging for us um just to <laughs> just because of what's going on in the world i think and and uh and the different viewpoints people have um right it's not easy but it's it's absolutely important and worth it and uh has to be done because too many too many people aren't thinking about that at all. I think so. I yeah. I'm 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 happy that you're doing that, and I'm happy that WordPress. I mean, was that for this particular project? Was that um, part of the brief? Like, or maybe that was the brief. Like, look, we're gonna we're gonna we need an illustration style that's inclusive, or or was that that sort of evolve as you were putting it together? Uh, no, it was definitely um, important to them from the get go. I don't, I don't know if this is their official slogan um, or it's like some, a phrase that they say a lot, but um, some, like something that they do say is they want to democratize publishing. Uh, um, yeah. So yeah. I think that has like a lot of uh, that sort yeah. of like message behind it. Absolutely. I mean, that, and there's, that's, I mean, company like WordPress, that's their, their audience and every, every website should be like this too, but like their audience is anybody. I mean, that's the thing with the internet and now it's, uh, I guess, democratized information maybe. Oh, now I'm getting, yeah. Deep. But like access um, or something. <laughs> access. Yeah. Access to, um, uh, and it, and it, it gets people out of their bubbles hopefully. Right. Um, yeah. That, that were there before, like before the, the internet, it's severely bubbled, but for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, well, this, that's cool. So, uh, and again, this project, you were again, creating like a system, right. That could be yeah, where you could add to it, uh, different personas and stuff. And, and, and it all, it all made sense and, and it probably made critique easier. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was 
you know, supposed to be something that could really be extended um, by other people. So like right. other collaborators could then hop on and then um, build on top of it. And then also for like different contexts. So marketing site product, um, like in product. And I even just worked on like an animated video with them. So like lots oh, of cool. different, uh, you know, types of uh, outputs. Yeah. Like I, I love, I love this style by the way. And the, the palette is awesome. It's all, I almost want to see like a cartoon show with these people. In it. <laughs> oh yeah. I want to cool. see, I, want, I actually want to see like these characters, uh, showing us what, how they use WordPress. I guess oh, that's, yeah. that means like, I think you've done a really good job with this. Cause I, <laughs> that's probably the goal, right? Yeah. This is yeah. super great. How did you get, how did you get in into design? Like how did you, I think I like, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I read somewhere that you were an aspiring banker at one point. Um, yeah, loosely. <laughs> um, yeah. So I went for college. I went to, um, the university of Pennsylvania's Wharton school of business. So I was in like a very, you know, intense, like traditional business school world where like, uh, I think like two thirds of the graduating class goes into either banking or consulting. And, you know, that was like kind of the track that I and like my classmates were all on. Um, and then halfway through college, like at the end of my sophomore year, I just thought about my life and like where things seem to be heading. And I was like, I don't really know if like, this is for me, you know, like, that's not really why I like worked so hard to like get into this college and like why I'm working so hard to like learn right now. Like, I don't know if I want, I'm trying to do this to like live the, be a banker and then live the lifestyle that comes with working in the financial industry. Um, Cause it's like pretty brutal. And um, you know, it's like filled with like questionable ethics and stuff like that. So, yeah, right. and uh, I, I didn't feel like very creative at all. Um, so I took a leave of absence um, in the middle of college. And then in that time, I um, just like explored, like I got an internship uh, at Foursquare where I was um, actually on the platform team. Um, so I was like doing all this stuff and like trying to learn as much as I could about design. I was like doing some like programming. Um, and yeah, and then I was like, okay, I think like design is, is, uh, something that's like very interesting to me. You know, this is like piqued my interest. So when I went back to school, um, that was really like the focus for me was finish up, um, the rest of my business education here, but then now I have something to apply it to. So I can like apply this business stuff to like design and then also learn about that. Um, which is also why I was like looking for dribble invites, um, back in <laughs> 2008. So yeah. Wow. And that's, that's cool. I mean, that's like a, that's an interesting path to, uh, um, to illustration. And I think like I'm going to hypothesize here, but like your interest in product design, and then you said you became an accidental illustrator, right? I think yeah. must have helped immensely in this like system building format of, of illustration, right? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 The way that that happened was I, so right after I graduated from college, I um, started working at Dropbox as a product designer and the team was like really small. It was like, um, 
two, when I joined, it was like 250 people like at the company. And so there was like one designer on like uh, one part of the, like there was like one platform designer, like one growth designer. Now I think it's like more people. (laughs) It's like a really big team now. Probably more. Yeah. I think, I think so. Yeah. So, um, because I was like the, for a while I was like the growth designer. So a lot of, a lot of, um, growth type projects are very external focused and like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. educational focused, education focused. Um, and Dropbox is like such a complex topic to explain to someone who has never used Dropbox. Right. So the solution to trying to like onboard people was either to like write out in text format, like very long copy about like, this is Dropbox, it's a file sharing service, blah, blah, blah. Or trying to have some kind of visual that could like teach them in some way. And we didn't have, and nor do, I, I don't think they currently use photography um, in the product. Oh yeah. Right. That's very, that's interesting. It's yeah. True, right. Yeah. So the only like solution was like have illustrations as part of my like design, uh, solutions. Mm. Um, but there wasn't like a full-time illustrator at the time. So then I was just like, okay, well, whatever. I'll just like draw this, you know, uh, fl- like file that's like flying around or something like whatever, you know, <laughs> I'll just do this like experiment right. thing and, yeah. uh, it'll, it'll like, kind of demonstrate what I'm trying to go for. And then um and then I just became an illustrator that way and like those like things shipped. And um then I fully transitioned over um because I actually found that I enjoyed it. You you enjoyed doing it, right? And you were good at it and yeah. Yeah, I mean it was pretty hard at first, of of course. Um which is why I think it's pretty cool when people manage to like laterally move in their jobs from like one field to another, especially if they're totally unrelated. Like mm-hmm. uh, when I was at Dropbox, I knew of someone who had moved from, uh, oh, actually I knew someone who moved from like product management into design and they didn't even know how to use like Photoshop before. Wow. Yeah, that was that's pretty a, cool. That's a big leap. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a like admirer of people who can like do that because I think yeah. it uh, takes a lot of commitment and you know, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I agree. Like that's, that's a huge, that's a huge leap. Now, how, how do you, what's your pro- process tool set wise? I'm curious. Cause if you, if you come from, it sounds like from a non fine art background, right? Yeah. Um, but you're, and you're working mostly, I would assume you're working mostly digitally, but, 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 but tell us. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of interesting because like I uh, learned how to, uh, my introduction to illustration was at Dropbox. So the only yeah. type of illustration I felt really comfortable doing was like the Dropbox style, like yeah. line based, yeah. geometric, um, working within this like palette. Um, just in that I had never had like significant exposure or like yeah. experience doing other stuff. Um, so for a while it was like just Illustrator, but since leaving um and really trying to build out my own personal practice um it's just mainly like photoshop now and yeah um then bringing it over into illustrator if i need to like vectorize something yeah so that's well that's really cool because like i'm looking at your your portfolio again in the editorial category right so yeah some wonderful stuff in here and it looks very you know painterly and um 
hand handmade. Um, but that's but that's still in in Photoshop or Illustrator. Yeah, those are in uh, Photoshop. Yeah. Wow, man, this is fantastic. Thanks. Fantastic stuff. I like Photoshop too. Yeah. I I even I use like it for Photoshop ve- too. Vector. <laughs> it's okay to like Photoshop, right? Um, yeah. I, yeah. For, for even use it for vector. Do stuff. people hate on it? What? No, I, I, oh, wait, I, maybe, I guess kind of, yeah. Kind kind like, of maybe. Well there's 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 definitely like you know, there's sketch and like yeah. for for design. I guess U, UI design, right? There's 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 definite advantages to using something like Sketch or or uh, Figma or whatever it is, but but for actual creation of visual stuff, you know, I think Yeah, it's really it's cool. It's all it's all about what you know and what you like, but well cool. So what's what's next for, for Alice Lee? Oh, that's a good question. Um, a metaphor that I like to share a lot with people is that I think of my career like a garden. And I came up with this metaphor because um, I felt like uh, people who were not in the industry, um, you know, like my parents or like other people, uh, didn't seem to understand like what I was trying to do. Like, it seemed like I felt a little bit pigeonholed sometimes about like, oh, okay, so you work in tech and you're like a designer. Oh, now you're right. an illustrator in tech. So okay, this is what you do. Right, right, um, right, right. Yeah, but I kind of see my interests and career as being like way beyond that. Um, and I think of my career as a garden. So in a garden, you have like lots of different plots. Um, so I have like a plot that is for um, tech oriented work, whether that's product um, illustrations or like marketing stuff. Um, and I've been working on this like plot for like a while, you know, the seeds are in the ground. I've got like I'm starting to like water it, you know, my irrigation system set up and it's like growing now. It's like a healthy plot. Um, and it's like, there's nice flowers. And like, I've got another plot where it's like my editorial plot. So like newspapers, magazines, um, just like publications. And I've got like some seeds in the ground, but I have to start watering it. Like, I, you know, the seed, the foundation's there, but gotta like pay attention and like develop out this plot. And then there's like other plots, like um, I would like to get into like book publishing um, or uh, advertising um, in like a broader, the broader, broader industry. Um, I've been getting to like live drawing, like at events recently. I really enjoy mm. that. Ooh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Like, uh fashion like there's so many other plots out there where i have like one seed but nothing really like i'm paying attention to these first two plots so at the end of my career um i would be really happy if i had a garden that's like blooming with different types of plants um not just one type and um i also think this makes sense from a farming perspective because it's important to have biodiversity in your gardens (laughs) so this is the best answer i've ever heard to this question oh cool yeah (laughs) a metaphorical garden i mean yeah it's great yeah so um abstractly i'm trying to grow my garden and um tend to various plots in it um while like making sure that all all the plants are like healthy and growing and happy yeah you do have to do how much weeding do you have to do a lot? Or? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I. <laughs> I tried... guess the weeds could be like bad, bad clients or something. 
Yeah, or like distractions yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Distract. Yeah. Yep, yep. Negative totally. energy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love it. Um, the garden. I can't wait to see it grow more. Thanks. And uh, when you harvest all the, yeah, see, I could harvest. go. I could go. I could go into this metaphor, yeah. like, you know, crazily. Um, <laughs> probably, I'd probably embarrass myself, but that's organic. awesome. Um, organic. Yeah. yeah. Right. Organic. Yeah. Um, there's a farm stand. Yeah, maybe up. I could like could, bring like, in other people to help with the garden. Oh, you know, right. like specialists. Like if there's a, a certain type of like sunflower specialist, they could like help with the sunflower section and totally. Yeah, government subsidies for corn. No, okay, well, maybe not that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Um, well, Alice, thanks for joining us on overtime really a pleasure to have you on here yeah thanks uh, for having me this is really fun yeah it's totally fun i'm so glad you're you're i'm so glad you've been on dribble so long and we've been able to watch kind of the, the stuff that you're making and and uh and the future stuff that you'll be making. Thanks. so yeah thank you very much yeah that was really fun <laughs> <laughs>